Merry Christmas, everybody, and we hope to bring you good tidings. And off we go on Christmas Day. We got some great weather. Y'all got to love it right here, baby. Let's bring it to these boys from the first snap. All day. Here we go. One, two. Yeah, wipe that snow away, okay? Week 16 is here. Carol of the Bells is playing. The Saints and the Rams are squaring off with playoff spots in sight tonight. Dan Orlowski's here. I don't even know what that dance move is, but you are very festive today, which I like. Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, we're celebrating the holidays and football. Adam Schefter joining us with news in just a little bit. I felt like you wanted to say something, but you didn't. I didn't know that was the name of the song. Carol, Carol of the Bells. Bells. I mean, I hope that's what it is. I think it is. Hey, we begin at SoFi Stadium. Both of these teams have played their way into the thick of the NFC postseason. So time to check in at the Domino's pregame headquarters. As Lindsay Theory gets us ready for tonight's game, and Lindsay, the Rams offense has been clicking over the last month. What has been key to their turnaround? Laura, first, I can confirm Carol of the Bells is the Thank name of the you. song. As far as the Rams <laughs> offensive turnaround, yeah, you're, no problem. Sean McVay probably put it best. He put it simply before, of course, going on in a way that only Sean McVay can. Matthew Stafford is elevating the play of everybody around him. McVay emphasizing that he is setting the tone, he, the way he interacts with his teammates, the vibe he brings, and then the competitive approach he takes to practice no matter what the situation. Of course, how that materializes on the field. Stafford is taking care of the football. He's getting through his progressions and he is seeing his guys of course his go-to guy Cooper Cup has had three touchdown receptions over the last three games after going through a five game drought Demarcus Robinson has three touchdowns over the last three games as well Cooper Cup was asked about what the depth at receiver has meant this season and he says it's been huge because if they get if they need a breather they can go out somebody else is going to step up but beyond that with the depth in that room there is a lot of trust those guys all do the little things like block and because of that, this offense is really coming together. Yeah, uh, Lindsay, even yesterday on the show, we were talking about how physical those receivers are, and you do see that on the film. Thanks so much for the latest there at SoFi. Over his last four games, you heard Lindsay talking about Stafford. Matthew Stafford leads the NFL in QBR and has thrown a league-high 12 touchdown passes with just one interception. The Rams have won three of those four games, led by an offense that's averaged 32 points per game during this stretch. Second most in the NFL, trailing only the 49ers, who a lot of us believe are the best team in the game, potentially. Maybe the Ravens uh, could rival that. But, Dan, what has the tape shown you when watching this Rams offense recently? Yeah, I'll say it again. No quarterback in football is throwing the ball better than Matthew. I think tonight, specifically, two things that will be apparent is, one, the three-by-one formation. When they throw it specifically and drop back, they get into three-by-one. It's one of Matthew's favorite formations when he's just got to see it. Sometimes they'll align. Sometimes they'll motion to it. And you don't know exactly where guys are going to be. This time, Puka Nakua is up top by himself. He gets the one-on-one. -on -one. Matthew doesn't look to Cooper Cup. He's really go-to guy. And he trusts that Puka's going to win with that off coverage. If you give him off coverage, it's night-night. Again, off coverage, they motion to it. This time, they essentially double-team Puka. So he's like, okay, I'll, now we'll work to my guy, Cooper Cup, in a little bit of a high-low read. So often, that is the case. And Cooper's got great feel when it comes to where to and not to go. 
And this pass rush for the Saints is good. It's respected, especially the pressure. Play action pass screen is a massive part of the way that Sean McVay kind of diffuses some of that pass rush. And Matthew's really good at executing it. This offensive line does a great job of the timing and the tempo of it. So tonight, that three-by-one formation is going to be huge. And also that play-action pass screen to make sure that that rush and that pressure package is a little bit calmer than it naturally is. Huge for this Rams offense. Dan, you look phenomenal today. I like the green. I like the touch of the tie. Like man. Your, that's uh, nice. Like that's your, nice. Like your rust. It looks. Don't good. say it. That's red. Don't say it. I already. Uh, yeah. Don't say it. I, yeah. Red. Just relax, bro. Take the compliment. I don't need you to add nothing to it. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. Kyron Williams for this football team is the key to this game tonight. One, because the New Orleans Saints don't defend the run very well. And two is because of how dynamic and explosive he is to take pressure off Matthew Stafford. Look at this, y'all. He's wow. at 124 a game, averaging first in the NFL. The Saints ranked 30th in defense in stopping the run. That is how you handle this defense and this pressure. And when you think about it, Saquon Barkley, as much as we talked about um, Tom, Tommy DeVito and the success that he was having, having the catalyst for the Giants was Tommy DeVito. I mean, Saquon Barkley. Now you get a back end as well. The Saints paid extra attention. There was opportunities downfield for um, for uh, New York when Tommy DeVito was playing. Matthew Stafford is going to hit those. The run game will open up and neutralize the secondary who are a ball hawking secondary and these linebackers who can absolutely drop in coverage and make plays as well. I think Kyron Williams is the key to this game plan tonight and beyond the statistics to take pressure off of Matthew Stafford when he does drop back and push the ball down the field. Yeah, RC, we're talking about all the success that the Rams offense is having. It makes you think, well, what on earth do you do to slow it down? What should the Saints defensive game plan be tonight? The Saints are going to have to get pressure. When you think about this secondary, they play so much man. And what I loved about Dan's tape when you're talking about the three-by-ones is that it's constant motion. It's Matthew Stafford yeah. making the correct decisions. When you look at what they were able to do last week against Tommy DeVito, it was create pressure, whether it was the man-to-man -man adding a back or a backer like Demario Davis to the rush, or it was the four-man rush and stunts, Granderson getting to the quarterback. All of those things need to happen for the Saints to be successful because with what Marcus says about Kyron Williams being able to create those explosive plays, if you now commit to the run with what Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford has done with this play action game, yeah. it is explosive. It's also great in intermediate era areas and you can see the yards after catch. Want to get hurt. So RC is a former Steeler who played for Mike Tomlin. What's your perspective on this situation and the culture of this year's team? It's very rare that Mike T speaks extra. He was only supposed to speak two times this week, and he mm. stepped up to address this because this is an issue. This is a team that now talks more after they lose than when they win. And when you lose is when you should keep your mouth shut and get to work. There is no excuse for lack of effort. There is no reasoning for not putting your all into the game. And so even answering that question tells you the state of that locker room. The other piece of it for me is the state of that room, the wide receiver room from Antonio Brown to Juju to Chase Claypool to Deontay and now to George Pickens. There's been a cancer in that room. I don't know how it started. I don't know if it's Coach Tomlin's ability or willingness to let you be authentically you, but something needs to change because what's happened generation to generation, era to era, year to year in that room has been absolutely unacceptable.
Well said, RC, in a way that only you can say it. We appreciate that perspective. Coming up on NFL Live, the Red Hot 49ers hosting the Ravens on Monday night. Very few have been able to cool down this San Francisco offense, but could the Ravens? We'll tell you about a strength-on-strength matchup that could decide the game. Don't miss it. It's next. What a Christmas Monday night matchup we have for you next week. Christian McCaffrey in the NFC leading 49ers host Lamar Jackson in the AFC leading Ravens. This is some game capping off an NFL triple header 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN and ESPN Deportes. To me, it's a Super Bowl, potential Super Bowl matchup. I'm excited to watch it and and uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. Let's bring it to these boys from the first yeah. They are poised to have the inside track to represent the NFC. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Prime time. Try to get these sunglasses. Prime bro. time. Lamar to get Jackson. This makes this the most dangerous team in the AFC. Lamartius Jacksonus. We love it. Uh, Monday Night Showdowns featured a matchup of strength against strength as the 49ers offense leads the NFL in yards per play, while the Ravens defense also leads the league in that category. It's only the seventh time since the 1970 merger that this offensive and defensive leaders in yards per play face each other this late in the season. That's how good this game is. The offensive leader has won each of the last three meetings. Sorry to the defensive guys on the show. Most recently, the Steelers against the Broncos back in 2015. Dan, what do you believe is the key in this matchup? Well, you kind of said the strength is the yards per play yep. for the offense and the defense. Not the only identity of San Francisco's offense, but a big part is the yards after the catch. And certainly this Baltimore Ravens defense, which is great, doesn't give a lot of that up. Now, is that the only way that San Francisco's successful? Absolutely not. Brock Purdy has elevated and changed his offense. But a big part of it is when Brock distributes the football, they get those one-on-one matchups that this unit is so difficult to tackle. Sometimes it's traditional play, sometimes it's those perimeter screens. Which one gives? Mm. This is one versus one. So how many different ways is Kyle Shanahan going to be able to, to attack that kind of shell defense and maybe play off of a player like Kyle Hamilton? And does the Baltimore Raven defense continue to do such a great job of keeping the ball in front and tackling so well in space? You know what? I know Connecticut high schools didn't have this, Dan. So you sit this one out because me and Marcus went to school in the boot. And every now and then, it was these two dudes that you knew had hands. And one of them said, say, bro, at 3 o'clock, you got to come see me. And everybody knew that you needed to be on the schoolyard by the basketball goal (laughs) when it took place. That's what's happening Monday night. I ain't got a lot from Santa Claus since I got money, but he finally gave me something this time. And the only <laughs> way to win this is to affect the people that play quarterback. That's what Mike McDonald has to do to Brock yes, Purdy. Yes, he has to move him off of his spot. He has to find a way to speed him up. He has to get him off of his anticipation. Brock Purdy, better than any quarterback in the world, understands where his people are going to be 
and how the action that Kyle Shanahan calls are going to move the people on the other side. They have to have the simulated pressures. They have to drop seven sometimes. They have to bring six because if Brock Purdy knows where the Baltimore Ravens start and are going to be, he can carve them up. He is that skilled and understands this offense that well. This is on Mike McDonald and starting with Roquan Smith in disguise and execution. If not, the San Francisco 49ers will run up the scoreboard much like we saw the Los Angeles Rams. Y'all, I really want to get hype, and I'm hoping my shot lasts because RC just got me so hype about this. What are you going to do? What's the plan for Kyle Hamilton? What's the plan for Kyle Hamilton if you're the Baltimore Ravens? How will he be deployed? Will he be a kiddo guy with his length to try to take him away? Uh, RC talked about and getting Brock Purdy off the spot. And then both of these linebackers, coverage and blitzing. Are you going to walk, say, I mean, Roquan? Are you going to walk Patrick Queen up? Population on this offensive line. And the tackling, we obviously know, is a premium when you play against the San Francisco 49ers. This, this to me, is, a, is symbolic of the where you get a mesh of everything. All of those long talks that we've done, all of the, the nuance to the game that we've done, it'll be on full display in this game. This is a that's about to happen. And I think the premium is how do you match up defensively for the Baltimore Ravens? How do you defend particular guys? And then those two dudes in the middle, they got to be as good as they've been all season, and they've been pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, by the, got in fights, by the way. Yeah, Dan did get in some fights. We were also fighting the signal there on Marcus's comments. But the good <laughs> thing was, was yeah. you he still was knew six, what he was He was 6'5 in Connecticut. Nobody fought Dan. Dan, did you fight for real? I've been, Nobody in, fought I've been in two. I was in two fights before I went to college. What like were you? Did fight. you win them? You won them. <laughs> did you win them? Oh, he said he did. Okay, well, interesting. Four. You won something. Did you try to put seasoning on your chicken? He got snuff. <laughs> I can't, guys. He was eating some seasoned turkey uh, before the show. Hello, Marcus. Time to check in with Adam Schefter for an injury George, report. Adam, what do you have for us? Well, Laura, we're going to start with Jamar Chase. He's been ruled out of Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is dealing with the sprained AC joint in his shoulder right now. And just like the Bengals have had to find a way to win without Joe Burrow, now they'll have to find a way to win without their top wide receiver, Jamar Chase, who's been ruled out of Saturday's game against the Steelers in the latest blow to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Chargers have ruled out their own wide receiver for this weekend's game Saturday night against the Buffalo Bills. Keenan Allen out due to a heel injury. He was out last week. He's out this week. The Chargers have changes at quarterback and head coach at wide receiver right now. And no Keenan Allen as the season winds down for the Chargers. Meanwhile, sticking in Los Angeles, Chris Olave will be playing there tonight. And he will be out there. He is expected to play after missing last week's game due to that ankle injury. Will be a boost to the Saints offense tonight. They'll need that to keep up with the Rams. Chris Olave will be back on the field while Keenan Allen and Jamar Chase will not be, Laura. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Olave in this game. Thanks, Adam. Time now for a DraftKings Sportsbook same-game parlay. And for that, we go to our parlay man, RC. He's always nailing these things. Over under 210.5 pass yards for Derek Carr tonight against the Rams. 
You know what? I'm going to go over because the Rams play good defense, but they will allow you to get some yardage in order to keep the football in front of them and hold and bend but not break. So I think he goes over, not by a lot, but Derek Carr will find a way. To the other side of the ball, over under 69 and a half receiving yards for Cooper Cup. You know what? I'm going to go over. I know Puka Nakua has in some ways become the higher targeted guy or the guy that gets the most yards. But when you watch the way that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford worked last week against the Washington Commanders, there's such a rapport, such an understanding of one another. And that gave them a huge play down the sideline on the switch route. I expect them to find some ways to get those things going, especially against some of the Saints pressures and man to mans The Rams are favored by three and a half points tonight. Which team covers? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm going to go with the Rams by a half a point. And I have to say that because the score I picked was 24-20 to Rams. <laughs> and if I said something different, it would make me a liar. And I don't want to be a liar. So there we have it. You're a truth teller. The Rams have covered the spread in each of their last four games, so it's a pretty good bet, too, RC. Still to come, I didn't even know that. what's gotten I didn't know into that. Baker Mayfield lately? Dan talking about the tape, telling us the secret behind Baker and the Bucks' success. Shake and bake next on NFL Live. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code NFLLive when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Off your week 16 NFL Sunday at 10 a.m. with the Countdown Crew on ESPN and the app. All the injury updates you need from Adam Schefter, previewing the games right up until kickoff. Time to see what's on trend around the NFL as we show you a stat and we'll tell you if it continues this week. We're going to go to Jared Goff. He's been excellent against the blitz this season, particularly when a defensive back blitzes as Goff ranks top five in the NFL in completion percentage, yards per attempt, and QBR on those plays when the DBs bring in the blitz. On Sunday, Goff faces a Vikings defense that has blitzed a defensive back on 26% of dropbacks by opposing quarterbacks, the highest rate in the NFL. So, RC, will Goff continue this success against the Vikings, D? 
Listen, I don't think he'll be as good as we've seen him throughout this year. The Minnesota Vikings are one of the best blitzing teams in all of the leagues and league. And Brian Flores has understood when and when not to call it, when not to bring the pressure and find ways to drop seven or eight to the backfield. I think what they've been able to do is find the perfect mix. And so Jared Goff is going to have to lean on the run of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs to protect him against this Brian Flores-led defense, which I think is one of the best in the league when it comes to bringing added pressure. Now to Tampa Bay, where Baker Mayfield is coming off an impressive performance against the Packers, particularly on third down, where he threw for 135 yards and two touchdowns. Mayfield ranks in the top 10 of the NFL in touchdowns, yards per attempt, and QBR on third down. He's one of three quarterbacks to rank top 10 in all of those categories, along with Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott, a couple greats in the game right now. Dan, what's been the key to Mayfield's success on third down? One, Mike Evans, two, Chris Godwin, and never putting them on the same side. So often and they'll put Mike Evans on one side of the field and Chris Godwin on the other side of the field. Mike's up top. Green Bay rolls to essentially play two over one on Mike Evans. Chris Godwin has such tremendous feel in the middle of the field. Now, this is structurally god-awful coverage by the Green Bay Packers, but this wasn't the only time. Mike Evans, again, in the slot. How is Green Bay going to play it? They're going to, again, cloud over the top of him at the bottom of the screen. Then Chris now has a little bit more room to make sure that his zone feel is exactly what Baker Mayfield needs. Baker stares to Mike. Okay, Mike, you get double teamed, essentially. Then you replace with Chris. Again, the aspect of putting both of those guys on separate sides of the football is everything. Mike up top. Chris in the slot once again. Now, if Mike was one-on-one, Baker would throw him the football more than likely nine and a half out of ten times. This time, the safety's going to roll over the top. Everybody at home should know where the ball's going to go right now. It's to Chris Godwin. But he has to have the great feel in the middle of the field, in between those hashes of when to sit down and when to come back to the football. That's the main reason why is Mike Evans has continued to be a Hall of Fame type of performer, and Chris Godwin opposite him forces defense to make decisions, and then Chris is feel and smarts allows that connection on third down with Baker Mayfield to be pristine. We haven't talked enough about the Bucks. probably. They Absolutely. are forcing us to talk about them, and those guys are going to get some love if they continue to have no success. Credit to Baker, too, your guy. All right, coming up next, it might sound crazy, but someone here thinks it should be a pass-first offense against Aaron Donald and the Rams tonight. Is this a good idea? We'll find out when we come back. We'll explain. Plus, game picks. It's all next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
New on NFL Live, Adam Schefter, what do you have for us? Well, Laura, the Indianapolis Colts running back situation is in flux, but Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman both were listed as full participants today in practice. Zach Moss didn't practice, so it looks like they'll get back. Jonathan Taylor won't have Zach Moss and will have Michael Pittman, who suffered that big blow last mm. week on, against Pittsburgh on Saturday night. Okay, thanks for that information. Let's get you ready for week 16, the start of it there in Los Angeles. Boy, it looks pretty there. The Saints traveling to visit the Rams at SoFi, and these two teams in the thick of the playoff picture in the NFC. They're fighting for spots, and tonight matters a ton. So time to check back in at the Domino's pregame headquarters where Adam is getting us ready for tonight. What do we need to know, Adam? After not having Chris Olave last week, Laura, the Saints will have him tonight. Chris Olave is slated to play against the Rams after missing last week's game due to that ankle injury. That'll be a boost to the Saints offense tonight. Getting back their top wideout who Derek Carr likes to look to when it matters, and he will be out on the field tonight. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Rams, whose motto in previous years had been F the picks, would have been F if they didn't have the picks this year because Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Kobe Turner, who has five and a half sacks this year, have helped reignite the Rams' season, giving them playoff hopes. They head into tonight's game with a 7-7 seven and seven record, just like the Saints. And so tonight's game becomes critically important to both teams. The winner will have an advantage to making the playoffs, and the Rams would not be in the position today had they not used some of those picks that they used to trade on some of these great young players who have made a huge difference this season. Yeah, tell them, Adam. Uh, you mentioned the playoff implications. Let's dive in a little bit deeper to that, okay? Uh, the Saints are in the mix for a wild card spot or the division title as they're tied with the Bucks for first place in the NFC South. As for the Rams, their only path to the playoffs is through the wild card. So with a win, the Saints would have a 72% chance to make the playoffs, but that falls to a 24% chance with a loss tonight. As for the Rams, they'd have a 78% chance to make the playoffs with a win, but that plummets all the way down to a 17 percent chance with a loss both these teams really need to get the W tonight so Marcus how do you think the Saints will try to attack this Rams defense it's super unfortunate that my dog D.O. was like 14 years too early all these late round picks balling out of their mind just a different oh. league at the time we get it dad we get it man listen I think this is about <laughs> that was unnecessary Shots, Merry Christmas Yo, you be taking yes, yes. yes 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 I love it I, I love it you. Merry Christmas everybody yeah. okay Swaggoo, look the Scrooge. Saints pushing the ball down <laughs> the, the Saints pushing the ball down the field. I think it's going to be critical, but I'm going to look at Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Ernest Jones has been playing well, the middle linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams. I would try to get him matched up against Alvin Kamara in some one-on-one -on -one situations. We know Derek Carr wants to throw the ball deep, but I think the underneath top, uh, stuff can work for this team, especially run after the catch. And don't ever rule out Taysom Hill's ability to change the way you have to defend this football team. So that'll be a matchup yeah. I'm looking at for Derek Carter to exploit because the pass rush is still there for the Los Angeles Rams. And when he needs to get rid of the ball and deposit it quickly, it needs to be Alvin Kamara potentially matched up one-on-one -on -one with one of these backers. Man, Derek Carr need to show everybody why he does buys and tries every single day, even right before the game. It's to push the football down the field. It's to get Chunk yeah. plays. What the Rams want to make you do is throw the football in front of them 
and try to make you earn it as you go down the field. But if you can get some big plays, if you can put some dents in this defense, you're not having to line up play after play after play and block the likes of Aaron Donald. And so if I'm the, the New Orleans Saints, if I have Chris Olave back healthy, I'm going to take three or four shots this game to try to give myself a shorter field or a shorter opportunity to score. And if you can do that, I think then you give the Saints an opportunity to work in some of those Taysom Hill plays, some of those shorter things, and use the, and utilize what they have against the linebacker because they need to protect deep. I see most of the teams that have done that and successfully against the Rams, they've done it on Witherspoon, 44. So that's mm -hmm. what to watch tonight is, yeah. is when they take their shots, if they do, is oh, it on so Witherspoon? Cool. Last week was the first week for me, at least in a long time, that I finally saw Derek Carr be proactive with his eyes and not reactive. Derek, and part of it because the interior of the offensive line has been so poor, but he's just been like, get the ball out of my hands, get the ball out of my hands. And, and this past week against the Giants was the first time I saw him hang for just a second and try to move some underneath defenders and try to get some of those chunk throws that you guys are referencing. Now, the, the challenge for him tonight is going to be Aaron Donald versus the interior of his offensive line. And, R.C., you know this yeah. better than I do, but while the Rams play middle field open defense, two safeties, you just don't know what middle field open it's going to be. Sometimes it's yep. middle field open with a cloud to your right. Sometimes it's middle field open with a cloud to your left. Sometimes there's no cloud, but it looks like it. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's double cloud. So I think that's going to be the challenge for Derek is can he do that while also trying to figure out where – that extra help defender in the zone is? Well, because the big thing is for Raheem Morris, he doesn't want to give up seams. Dan, mm -hmm. he understands that when you're looking at this team from a safety position, they're younger. And on the outside, right. they're not as talented as other teams, even though Witherspoon is a long-rangey corner. Yep. So for Raheem Morris, it's about giving you the illusion of one too deep coverage yep. and rolling into something else. Also, using that cloud when you know you have a guy like Chris Olave that can take the top off the defense. I think they've done a great job all year of making quarterbacks figure out what coverage they'll be in as they're getting into their drop. I, I hear what both of y'all saying. Dan, I got a question for you, man. So when you start talking about that interior pressure that we've seen um, the New Orleans Saints give up, how, how much a move in the pocket would you create in this game? I would do it a lot. They don't, though. New Orleans certainly hasn't. They, Marcus, yeah. they've done very little move the pocket. They've done very little play action, which mm. used to be yep. like their MO. They don't do it that much. Interesting. Which is which is why I, I thought I thought you would say that. Which is why I think Taysom Hill may have more of a role in this game sure. from a, from that standpoint as as an early and often pocket movement. And we know the threat of his legs. I thought you would say that because that's what I've been seeing with them as well. Which is why I thought Alvin Kamara would have to be big in this game with Derek Carr getting rid of the football. But I think Taysom Hill is going to have a, a, a big role in trying to negate some of this interior pass rush. It also helps, as Adam has been reporting, that Chris Olave is going to be back. R.C. just mentioned that, too. Yeah. By the way, R.C., Raheem Morris mm -hmm. should get some looks oh, as no a head doubt. coaching candidate. No I saw you doubt. tweeting that out Absolutely. the other day. I agree. Absolutely. Let's pick this game, guys. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites tonight at home. Look at us. <laughs> Do I have a dog <laughs> in my hand? <laughs> like, I don't rep Aaron Donald. I ain't even <laughs> treating. I ain't tripping. I rep A.D. You don't yeah. have any neck, though, there. All right, uh, Marcus, like you are the only one on the Saints, so I'm going to throw it to you while you're picking New Orleans outside of the fact that you just love Louisiana. Yeah, I first of all, I love what, what Matthew Stafford is doing. This Saints defensive line woke up last week 
with their pass rush. And I think Cam Jordan and his crew understands that this onus is on them in order to win this game, stop the run, and then earn your right to the passer. I think they'll have some effective plays to get, get Matthew Stafford off his spot. Now that I think about it, did you send a, did you send me something from Louisiana Fish Fry? Oh, Christmas. Box. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got mine last night. Yeah. Where's mine? Appreciate yeah, you, fam. But don't I eat didn't it, get though. one. Just don't eat it. That ain't going to use it. It's too good. You got too much seasoning. They got too we'll much taste. We'll see you tomorrow.